Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Good evening, everyone, and welcome Tuesday night Daily Boogie. Thanks for joining us. Good to be with you. A lot to get through. I hope we find you well. Once again, on this Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, wherever the hell we find you, I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for sharing the show out. I am your host, Boogie Bumper, hopefully for the next hour or so, just like every other day, just like every other time, we've got plenty to get through. Maybe one day I'll just come on with nothing. I'll just have nothing. No clips, no articles, no no monologue, no hot takes. No opinion, nothing. Just to mix it up a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the welcome to the Daily Boogie. Tonight, we've got nothing going on. We've got absolutely nothing for you. We're just going to sit here in silence for the next hour. So grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a snack. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Quick reminder, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain that we have too much or not enough stuff to get through, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. As the title implies tonight, we are going to go on the ground. We're going to go directly to the coalface and we're going to talk about people's rights in a free society. Yes, very sexy stuff. We're going to talk about When people struggle, ladies and gentlemen, for freedom or against oppression or against tyranny. And we're going to go around the world to compare some of the great protests of the last 48 hours. And we're going to talk about how effective protests can be when done properly. And potentially how people can improve their protest game, perhaps, (laughs) to win a few more people to their cause. So we'll see who's doing the protest best right now in 2019. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for sharing the show out. Before we get into the protest stuff, I also have a whole I have a whole book full of weird and wonderful stories from around the web. I almost didn't want to do the protest thing tonight because I have so many of these ridiculous stories that are going to be a lot of fun, but I think I'll save them for tomorrow night and we'll just do kind of like a random you know, eyewitness action breaking news show tomorrow night with all of these crazy whacked out stories from around the web. So that'll be fun. 11 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Quick shout out. Just want to say thank you to Russ for giving the the show a plug. And Russ has been uh, trying to learn, you know, uh, OBS and he's been, you know, getting more uh, involved with broadcasting and doing periscopes and stuff. So that's uh, Iceman44, I think you'll find in the chat. And he's doing quite well. 
it's a it can be a bit of a steep learning curve. So good on you, Russ. Good stuff, and thanks for the shout out, mate. Appreciate it. So good stuff. Everybody, check out Russ. Like I said, he's just starting out. So uh, give the guy a like, give the guy a follow. See how you go. Before we get into the protest stuff, a little bit of a follow up, ladies and gentlemen, from yesterday. Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because, like I said, I've pretty much taken the black pill on Jeffrey Epstein. I think it's pretty well. It's it's. Let's be honest. Call me Richard Painter because I'm standing in front of a dumpster fire. <laughs> but what's more intriguing, you know, something that we do on this show quite often is you know take news and take articles and take corporate media clips and stuff and break it down. So I was very surprised to see this this was this came from msnbc and what i want to do is you know slow it down and see what the what the hell is msnbc trying to do here what are they exactly trying to present to us as the you know animal like as the pig like peasants lining up to the trough to feed on their on their garbage scraps basically their intellectual garbage. Epstein mystery deepens. Have a look at this. It's presented more like a trailer for a mystery thriller film than it is news. So I want you to watch this and have a think about what exactly is MSNBC? What are they trying to pull off? What's the next move going to be? Check it out. The day that was. So it's been more than two days since Jeffrey Epstein, the financier accused of sex trafficking, was found dead by apparent suicide in his Manhattan jail cell. L- listen to the music in the background. Coming this summer, the story of a convicted man, a murder, a suicide, a mystery in prison. This is the day that was brought to you by msnbc studios <laughs> right. starring joe scarborough the hell is this investigators are still trying to piece together how this could have happened jeffrey epstein was accused of trafficking girls as young as 14 for sex and faced 45 years in prison if convicted part of the reason why the death of jeffrey epstein is so surprising is that it was just last month when he was found injured in his cell semi-conscious with marks on his neck he was on suicide watch at that time it was just three weeks ago but despite that sources tell nbc news that epstein was not on suicide watch at the time of his death The guidelines for Epstein's jail unit called for corrections officers to check on inmates every 30 minutes, but that did not happen. According to an administration official, quote, a number of hours lapsed between checks on Epstein's cell. The official also said that Epstein did not have a cellmate, which violated Bureau of Prisons protocols. Shortly after Epstein was pronounced dead, the FBI launched an investigation into the circumstances surrounding his death. The other weird thing about all of this is the timing. Weird Jeffrey thing? Epstein's death weird thing. early Saturday morning came on the heels of a huge document dump from just the day before, filled with explosive allegations. We got nearly 2,000 pages of court documents from a woman who said Jeffrey Epstein kept her as a sex slave. Here's the thing. Usually when you're dealing with some kind of conspiracy and you're engaged in, you know, conspiracy talk on the internet, and I'll put my hand up, I I enjoy a good conspiracy just as much as the next peasant, okay? 
hey, you got a good conspiracy theory? Lay it on me. Some are better than others. But generally what happens with, you know, the cultivation of a conspiracy theory is the corporate media does its absolute utmost best to not fuel the flames, to not fan the flames of this conspiracy theory, right? That's generally what happens. So MSNBC, you have to understand how out of the box this presentation is, how away from the norm this presentation is. From the very fact, the music overlay should be starking. It should be stark. It should be hitting you in the frontal lobe. Like, what the hell? The mysterious spooky piano music playing over the top of it. And then they open up this video by saying all of the things which point to conspiracy theory. They don't, you know, they don't offer any explanation for it. They say, well, this is very, this is very strange. Apparently it was a suicide. The mystery thick, the plot thickens, ladies and gentlemen. The mystery deepens. Why would they be doing that? It's got to be the first time ever. They're not trying to stamp out a uh, conspiracy theory here, ladies and gentlemen. They're trying to promote one. Why? Why? Why, 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 why? <laughs> because that, some of them are pay, paying lip service to like, oh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around online. There's lots of conspiracy theories out there. But the, the way they are presenting their own news uh, clips is very much in the mode of a conspiracy theory YouTuber, the very much the same way a conspiracy theory YouTuber might do it. Well, you know, they, they removed his cellmate and apparently the cameras weren't working and they were supposed to check on him every half an hour. And what makes this even more mysterious is the fact that there was a document dumped the day before implicating a whole bunch of very famous people. <laughs> it's like, okay, now run off onto the internet now. Start talking about it. Start spreading rumours. Start making up theories, right? It just doesn't it strike you as odd? Now that Epstein's dead, not only can he not cajole or bribe or threaten people so they won't speak to investigators, any non-disclosure agreements that anybody was bound by during the course of Epstein's life may have just become considerably less compelling with Epstein dead and gone. If so, if the non-disclosure agreements that Epstein apparently passed out like can since we're Since we're being encouraged to engage in conspiracy theory here, how about riddle me this? I put it to you, the audience of this show, what, a month ago? I said, is it possible? Could it be possible? Is it on the table? Did they maybe uh, throw Epstein under the bus for the sole purpose of hitting Donald Trump? Like, is that on the table or not? Because, you know, there are some loose connections there. Um, we now know that Donald Trump, uh, was meeting with people who knew Epstein back in like the 80s and the early 90s and there was a lot of money involved. Not saying he did anything wrong, necessarily. See, with the hashtags, the two hashtags, right? Clinton body count, Trump body count. I think what happens often is you try to get as much disinformation out there circulating as possible not necessarily for the lie, but to protect the truth, right? Because if you make everything regarding X topic uh, sound conspiratorial and crazy, then the truth can exist in that fog. 
And anytime anybody brings it up, it's just, ah, oh, stop being a conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can take the Pizzagate stuff, for example. So people were promoting more whacked out and more crazy and more fanciful theories, whilst at the same time people were saying, no, no, I have actual real stuff here. Real stuff here. But then by the end of the whole Pizzagate saga, it basically became anybody who mentions the topic, regardless of what they're specifically talking about, is engaging in whacked out conspiracy theory, right? So arguably the same thing could be happening here with Jeffrey Epstein in that uh, anybody who talks about anything that Jeffrey Epstein was involved in, if we make it all crazy and if we make it all whacked out and if we try to promote as many conspiracy theories as possible all at the same time, then a month from now, two months from now, whenever you know any kind of documentation gets to a courtroom or anything like that, the very same people who are making these kinds of clips in the corporate press can then turn around with, you know, with plausible evidence and say, oh, everybody's just engaging in conspiracy theory. And nobody will remember that they were actively promoting conspiracy theory at the beginning of all this. Any, any questioning of anything to do with Epstein will become conspiracy theory and to be dismissed. Right? You following? So what Rachel Maddow said here, I'm going to play it again. With that in mind, something something to consider. That anybody was bound by during the course of Epstein's life may have just become considered as a sex slave. Now that Epstein's dead, not only can he not cajole or bribe or threaten people so they won't speak to investigators, <laughs> any non-disclosure agreements that anybody was bound by during the course of Epstein's life may have just become considerably less compelling with Epstein dead and gone. One of the things that they've been saying about Donald Trump is what? Think about the accusations with non-disclosure agreements. What have they been saying about Donald Trump for the last three years? One of the most one of the most prominent things they've been talking about in regards to Donald Trump when it comes to sexual assault claims is that he bullies people into not saying anything because he's a scary guy, right? Remember, Stormy Daniels made that accusation. Oh, he sent people around to harass me and threaten me to make sure that I didn't tell my story. And this is a common subtext to the accusations that they used to throw out against Donald Trump. So now that Jeffrey Epstein is dead, right, Rachel Maddow is now saying, hey, now that he's dead, it means he can no longer uh, harass people into not telling their story. <laughs> or... Uh, he can no longer disprove people who tell stories about Jeffrey Epstein and potentially the friends that he kept back in the 80s and the 90s, maybe, perhaps, right? Because now that Jeffrey Epstein's dead, uh, he's not there to... Not only is he not there to say that something uh, happened, he's think about it, he's also not there to say that something didn't happen, Right? See, it's a lot easier to make accusations of people who are dead than of people who are alive and can defend themselves against those accusations. So what, say, in you know a month or two from now, somebody, somebody says, because we're chumming the waters, right? This, this, the way this clip is presented is you know, actively promoting conspiracy theories. Um, what, say, a month or two from now, somebody comes out and says, well, yes, I was on a yacht with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump. 
And Donald Trump's going to say, I don't know who this woman is. I've never heard of her in my entire life. And they would say, well, uh, Jeffrey Epstein isn't around to corroborate the story. <laughs> right? But this woman did sign a non-disclosure agreement, and we do know that Donald Trump was in that area at that time. Oh, right? I'm, I'm just wondering if this is what we're heading towards, if this is what we're angling towards, taking all things into consideration. If so, if the non-disclosure agreements that Epstein apparently passed out like candy to the people who worked for him in all sorts of different capacities, well, that's a potential goldmine of information, both for the public and investigators, in terms of tracing what Epstein did overall. For the public and investigators. The court of public opinion. What most people believe as to what investigators find, right? See how she gives it equal pegging, level footing? Well, that depends on what the public thinks and the inve what the investigators find. Oh, what? 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 Since when? <laughs> Since when is that, is that the way it works? I'm not sure about that. ...these years and with whom and who may have helped him in his crimes. But there is no ceiling to the conspiracy theories. Yeah, and this situation was almost a perfect storm. I think we all saw a lot. So look at the build-up here. The first video, we're now on video number three of this short... Um, montage, right? Video number one puts forward all of the irregularities and the inconsistencies and all of the reasons why Jeffrey Epstein shouldn't be dead. And a lot of, a lot of them point to, um, you know, bad management in regards to the government department who was running the prison. So, you know, that he should have had a cellmate, the cameras were malfunctioning, people should have been checking on him, blah, 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 blah. The second part is, well, now that he's dead... Uh, he can no longer bully people into not telling their story. Part three of this is, well, Donald Trump's tweeting conspiracy theories <laughs> to get the attention off him and onto the Clintons, right? And the music playing in the background. The, the, the piano music is all about setting a, a cognitive environment. You know, music's very important in, uh, you know, getting people into a certain mood. That's why, you know, people who do scores for movies get paid a lot of money because if it was just dialogue, it wouldn't have the same dramatic effect, right? The very fact that they're putting this, this piano music over the top of these clips points to that they are intentionally trying to dramatise this coverage. They are trying to set you in a particular uh, emotional state when you receive the information that has been clipped specifically for this montage. Like, th there are no accidents to this. Somebody didn't just fall ass backwards and say, well, I really like that piano music. A lot of people, especially on social media, who were pretty comfortable early on, at least floating the idea that there was something suspicious about uh, this uh, apparent suicide by Jeffrey Epstein. Speaking of heinous, is the President of the United States retweeting some nonsense about Bill Clinton being involved. I mean, off the wall. <laughs> See the way those two sentences are put back to back? So one, it was, there was a lot of people who were very, they were at ease with uh, retweeting conspiracy theory. The very next clip, bang, pressed right up against it. Uh, President Donald Trump was was tweeting nonsense about the Clintons. You note, note how they don't say that the conspiracy theory going the other way about Trump being involved in this is nonsense. They don't discount that. They just discount one side of it. 
all the while talking about all the reasons why this is a conspiracy. You see what's happening here? Um, Saturday from his Bedminster summer retreat, that was one of the things he was doing. I mean, it does insert him into a story that's the main news story of the day oh. that doesn't have to do with him. <laughs> that's covering your ass. So why would the president insert himself into a story that apparently has nothing to do with him? Seems odd, doesn't it? Seems strange. You know, he's tweet. We have all of these reasons why this is a conspiracy theory. We don't even know if it was a suicide. Why were the cameras malfunctioning? Why wasn't he getting checked on? Why didn't he have a cellmate? You know, now that Jeffrey Epstein's dead, nobody can bully the victims into not talking. Wink, wink. You know, President Trump was uh, tweeting. You know, people were very happy to tweet conspiracy theories. Although President Trump tweeted a, you know, ridiculous conspiracy theory about the Clintons being involved. Yes. Why would he do that? Why would he insert himself into a story if it has nothing to do with him? The plot thickens. Reminder, this video was put out by MSNBC and it's called The Epstein Mystery Deepens. Um, but, you know, it's been interesting to see the White House reaction to this when we have pressed them on this, um, that they have not gone to discredit this theory that uh, the Clintons were somehow involved in Epstein's death. And they've almost sort of suggested that there maybe is something there to be investigated. Kellyanne Conway uh, was on TV Sunday and said, you know, the president thinks everything should be investigated. And one of the president's communication uh, campaign communication advisors said the same thing. That the FBI is currently uh, in the process of executing a court-authorized search warrant, they're at his—they're uh, at his private island in the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, right now. Uh, so they're in the process of executing that search warrant. As far as Epstein's death, uh, what we know is that this federal investigation, the FBI investigation, out of an abundance of caution, into this apparent or presumed suicide continues. <laughs> uh, still, no indication that there's any foul play here at all. Every agency and every official we've spoken to. Uh, it appears to be a suicide, but the medical examiner is not going to make that determination given the nature of this case until the FBI and the uh, internal investigators can t complete their work to determine no one handed him something so that he could kill himself. So who runs the internal investigation? Who's, who's in the White House now? Do you, do you see what's being presented here? Do you, do you see the setup happening in slow motion? We're just making we're just making sure that nobody slipped him something. You know, the coroner's not going to release their findings until the FBI and he see he used the term internal investigators. Internal investigators. Now, if you think of internal investigators, who do you think of? <laughs> Would you be thinking of a certain person who has been, you know, reportedly releasing a certain report into, you know, unethical behavior in the FBI for a certain amount of time? Would you be thinking of a certain person or a certain department that was named by William Barr himself only days ago? Would you be thinking of that? You wouldn't be alone if you were thinking of that. That might not mean that might not be what he's talking about. He might be talking about the internal investigators at, uh, you know, the prison. But it is, it is curious, isn't it? 
No one was paid to go the other way so he could kill himself, to make sure there was nothing untoward. But as of now, there's absolutely nothing to suggest any sort of criminal conspiracy. Uh, We've heard of nothing that relates to that. And maybe in time it shifts to the internal investigation into mismanagement uh, and just some bad decisions that perhaps yeah, took place at the MCC. Maybe. Because no one, certainly an inmate like this, should not die this way in a... So maybe it wasn't a conspiracy at all. Maybe it was just bad management. But don't forget, at the start of the clip, we went through all of the reasons with the creepy piano music playing in the background why it would be a conspiracy. Don't forget that now that Jeffrey Epstein's dead, he can no longer bully and harass people not to tell their stories, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that people were very comfortable tweeting about conspiracy theories on the day that it happened, but only Donald Trump was responsible for pushing the crazy conspiracy theory that the Clintons had something to do with it. And we must discount that theory, but not the others. Don't worry, guys. There is absolutely nothing to suggest that this could possibly be anything except a suicide. But we won't know the report. We won't know what happened until the internal investigators uh, who are underneath Donald Trump's administration come back with their findings first. But there's nothing conspiratorial about... So maybe the thing is going to be that they are they are already casting doubt on the report. They are already casting doubt on the investigation before it's complete, right? Maybe that's what's happening here. Maybe what they are doing here is, you know, saying, oh, it's conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory, but guiding it toward Donald Trump instead of toward his opponents. And then the, when, when the report comes out, because why would you put these two things in the same clip with the creepy piano music? It doesn't make sense. But then when the report comes out and says, well, actually it was kind of mismanagement and it was kind of innocent and we don't, it was a bit of a fuck up, people fucked up and they didn't do their job properly, then we can get the machine whirring into action, right? Then we can get the machine going, ah, we knew, we knew, we knew that it was a cover-up. It's another cover-up. Remember, they've been accusing this administration of doing cover-ups for the last six months. Remember that. Everything is a cover-up. Something to consider. So we'll wait and see how this plays out in the future. But I just found that particular film clip, that particular uh, particular clip put out by none other than MSNBC, actively promoting people to talk about conspiracy theories. As It's strange because it's something that never happens and then the manner of the presentation in of itself is a dramatization of news rather than a presentation of fact. So keep it in mind. See what happens. Um, <laughs> yesterday, we discussed the possibility, the black pill possibility, ladies and gentlemen, that the family or the estate of Jeffrey Epstein may sue the city of New York in order to recoup uh, some damages for allowing him to commit suicide. Because, you know, my brother Jeffrey always said that he was innocent of these charges. And Jeffrey was a good man and he has been robbed of his opportunity to defend himself in a courtroom, to defend his innocence because the city of New York, <laughs> the city of New York were, were you know, they, they didn't carry out their duties to provide proper mental health care for my brother 
who has been wrongfully accused and now he's been robbed of his chance and we want a hundred million dollars in damages like <laughs> i want i almost want it to happen just just for the sake of setting fire to the whole story why not why not at this point what's the difference just to really throw the cat amongst the pigeons let's do it let's go for it so <laughs> on top of that now uh, the plot has thickened somewhat, ladies and gentlemen. Check this out. Free Epstein have a secret son or daughter who could inherit his vast fortune. <laughs> so, first it was the search for Jeffrey Epstein's billions. Then it was the search for his sex slaves. Then it was the search for his ties to rich and powerful people around the world. Then it was the search for evidence at Pedophile Island. Now it's the search for Jeffrey Epstein's illegitimate children. <laughs> we haven't even finished searching for the cause of death yet, but we're already searching for his kids. Somebody out there could could inherit, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's billions. If only they stand up. Yes, I am the illegitimate child of Jeffrey Epstein. Give me my money. <laughs> Imagine if it was like some 18-year-old douchebag. Like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the son of Jeffrey Epstein. He's got his hat on backwards, just strolling around Pedophile Island. Man, this place is fucking awesome, bro. Yo, ma yo, Ma, I'm so happy. I'm so happy you got raped by that billionaire guy. This is fucking awesome, man. We can go surfing. I can just skateboard around the whole fucking park, man. Nobody's going to stop me, bro. This is fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> I'm just going to buy, like, a whole crate of Mountain Dew, man. It's going to be fucking rad, man. I, I almost want that to happen, too. <laughs> Son or daughter who could inherit his vast fortune. A DNA company has just launched this online campaign. Unknown children of the late Jeffrey Epstein, contact us. If you believe you may have given birth to a child fathered by the late wow. Jeffrey Epstein, or that he may have been your biological father... Please contact us immediately without delay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hi, were you raped by Jeffrey Epstein in the early 1990s? You might have an illegitimate child that has the genes of the convicted sex trafficker. If you believe that you are the parent of a child fathered by Jeffrey Epstein, get in touch with us immediately at Morse Gynecological Services. Here you'll find the top-grade service that you come to expect from a top-of-the-line scientific facility. Not only that, we could have a big payoff at the end of the day. Ching, ching! <laughs> Contact us here at Morse for your chance to win billions, billions, billions of dollars. We have one person who thinks they might have been. It's the illegitimate rape baby sweepstakes. Contact us at Morris immediately. <laughs> Call 1-800-GET-RICH-QUICK. And uh, the child and a couple of other people who believe they might have been impregnated by him. What's at stake? Hundreds of millions of dollars, including this townhouse in Manhattan, worth $77 million. Epstein never got married. He does have a younger brother and a niece and a nephew. Depending on Epstein's will, his family would inherit everything. But the DNA search could change all that, assuming somebody comes forward and the DNA establishes a blood connection. Wow. According to a New York Times report, Epstein made plans to turn his New Mexico estate into a baby ranch 
with the goal of having 20 women at a time impregnated. <laughs> this is the thing. There could be so many illegit... Like, he could have billions. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Let's, let's settle on hundreds of millions of dollars, okay? He could have hundreds of millions of dollars, but there could be so many illegitimate children that they all get, like, 15 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really, this is it? This is all I get for being an Epstein rape baby? That's not, that's not fair. <laughs> Jesus Christ in the chat. Call 1-800-RAPESTEIN. <laughs> it's like that, uh, what's what's the name of that company where you send in your, your, your blood sample and they tell you where you're from? Is it, what is it, 123 and me or something? I don't fucking know. You can just imagine all of these people sending in. It turns out that 35% of the Earth's population under the age of 21 was fathered by Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> He'll have kids in Saudi Arabia, in Israel, in Western Europe, in North America. He's got kids all over the place. So <laughs> James is like, I'm having my DNA checked now. You never know. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's going to be that many illegitimate children fathered by Jeffrey Epstein, you're all going to get about as mu enough money to fill up your car with a tank full of gas. It's like, well, I got free gas out of this. I guess it's not all bad. 23 and me. Thank you very much. You spit in a cup, do you? Oh, I'll see. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Blood say, give me your blood. Put your blood in a vial and send it to <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Epstein estate is certain to be a litigious mess as dozens of victims fight for a share. We intend to file civil claims against Jeffrey Epstein's estate on behalf of our victims this week. Attorney Lisa Bloom represents several women who claim Epstein oh, lured them. The Blooms are in it. Gloria Allred's all over it. Lisa Bloom's all over it. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? God, can you imagine if the next six months... I mean, you say, if you missed the first half an hour of the show where we were breaking down the MSNBC clip, please go back and watch it when we're done. Watch the replay. So now we've got now we've got these two competing things that are taking place, right? So on the one hand, uh, we're being asked to actively engage in promoting a conspiracy theory which which drives all of this narrative toward Donald Trump instead of toward the Clintons. Presented with the dramatization of news with the creepy piano music over the top. And on the second hand, while this is all going on underneath, while this is bubbling under the surface, we're now going to be treated to a conga line of, you know, uh, men and women who claim to be the illegitimate children of Jeffrey Epstein for the next six months. People are going to be, we found another one. We found another one. Here's another one. Oh, we found a kid in Australia. We found a kid in North America. Oh, there's there's half a dozen Saudi Arabian young women who all claim to be daughters of Jeffrey Epstein. It's just going to go on and on and on. I can't wait. I can't wait. I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I want to show you this. I want to credit WordSmiter. You do a movie, you do table read. WordSmiter um, drew my attention to this clip here. Here's another thing to consider. Since we're going right down the conspiratorial bandwagon, or jumping on the conspiratorial bandwagon, pardon me, um, deep fakes are a thing now. Deep fakes have been pushed. So uh, she sent me this clip and, you know, sort of asked the question, 
why are we talking so much about deep fakes now? Because as you'll know, on this island, on Pedophile Island, ladies and gentlemen, they apparently had cameras everywhere. The Every inch of the island was covered with a security camera of some kind. And the accusation is that these were used to blackmail the rich and powerful when they were doing untoward things with, you know, perhaps young ladies or even children. And could it possibly be now, remember, because now we're all in favour of conspiracy theories, according to MSNBC, uh, could, it be the f- could it be the case that if video ever does emerge, and I'm very sceptical that it would emerge ever, but just say video does emerge, do we now have a ready-to-go uh, dismissal of said video? Wow, it's just a fake. It's just a deep fake. We can't tell anymore. We can't tell anymore what's real video and what is not. I mean, we're basically... We, we spoke about information apocalypse yesterday, and regardless of what kind of information you have nowadays, there's always going to be millions of people who just who just disbelieve it, who don't believe it. You know, people think that, oh, there's going to be an investigation. We'll get to the bottom of it. Bullshit. You'll never get to the bottom of it because they'll, they'll put a big uh, government-approved stamp on front of the report and send the report out, and there's going to be millions of people who just say, no, nah, it's all bullshit. It's all lies. Not believing a word of it. So do we now have a ready-to-go uh, excuse for people who may or may not be caught on camera at some kind of island should that video ever emerge to just say, well, no, it's a fake. It's bullshit. Somebody made it up. So, uh, you know, that the video nowadays, video evidence doesn't prove anything, right? And you might think that that's a, a, that's a silly thing to say, but look what people are doing already. You know, where like all the uh, actors get together well, at the, and beginning, of at the, the beginning before anything, you get together and you read through the script. And um, so it's like, you know, all these heavyweights like, you know, you know, Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr. Everybody and then at the end is like me, like, you know, like, hey, <laughs> just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> you know, like, and uh, some other supporting guys. And then uh, and then Tom Cruise walks oh in and even those guys are like, whoa, and he's Super stoked Look at that. to be there, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, oh, boom, <laughs> you know, like. Ooh. Look at that. Did you, can you see that? It's very subtle, but the face completely, it, it turns into Tom Cruise. Just right like, just like that, right before your eyes. Watch it again. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, oh, boom, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> He's like, wow. Let's see if I can pause guys. it. And then, uh, and then Tom Cruise walks oh in, and even those guys are like, well. Oh, and he's super stoked to be there, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Gets better. Oh, boom! <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he's like, wow. <laughs> he's just immediately excited um, <laughs> when he walks into a room. And, uh, and uh, so he comes over and he sits next to me. And I think he had been briefed on some of the mm-hmm. supporting guys, but uh, he was like trying to place me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he sat down next to me and he's like, I, uh, <laughs> I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, thanks. Uh, I love your work too, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I go, yeah, you know, I'm friends with Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen, and they went to your house. He went, yes, yes, yes. Wow, uh, look they at did that. come to my house. Look at that. <laughs> and, uh, 
and I and I said uh, Seth Rogen was like you know, for people who just listen to the podcast, what you what we're watching here is a clip, and when the guy is speaking in the voice of Tom Cruise, his face seamlessly shifts from, you know, his own face. Uh, I think his name's Bill Hader, and it shifts into Tom Cruise's face, and it just it's like it's basically Tom Cruise sitting there with a different voice. No, oh, it was amazing. He has like there's Seth Rogen. <laughs> And now he just turns into Seth Rogen. Look at that. Look at that. Something to consider, huh? So like I said, I just wanted to follow that up a little bit from yesterday. And some things to consider. Um, these clips will be in the show notes. So if you click on the, on the Podbean um, link that I'll tweet out after the show, you can get these clips yourself and have a look for yourself. But again, I just want to draw people's attention to the first clip that we played, the MSNBC one, uh, the dramatization of news. And, you know, to, if, if you've got an opinion on that, then tweet at me. Tell me what you think at Boogie Bumper. And like, do you think I'm way off track? Do you find the presentation of the Epstein story is like a kind of murder mystery novel now by the news to be a little suspect, considering at the same time that they're castigating the president for tweeting conspiracy theories. It's like they're allowed to do conspiracy theory now, but nobody else is. I mean, they're even saying apparent suicide. They're even saying it's apparently a suicide. They're not saying it's a suicide. So their conspiracy theory is fine. But everybody else's is wrong, right? Isn't that the darndest thing? Protests, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, there's plenty going on over in Hong Kong who, after, you know, decades of having a taste of sweet freedom, the kind of freedom delivered by those evil and oppressive Anglos from <laughs> the north of Europe, namely the United Kingdom, after having a few years of, uh, you know, enjoying the freedoms provided by the Westminster system, and now slowly being ingratiated back into the Chinese communist, militaristic, expansionist, tyrannous state, uh, they are a little, they seem to be a little peeved. They seem to be a little upset with the way that um, China is treating them, which I couldn't possibly understand because, as we all know, uh, China is the future, right? China has to be the future. That's what we've been told, anyway. China's great. So. We will get to uh, the Chinese protests in a moment, but I want to show you <laughs> the kind of protests that are going on in the United States. People are very angry about ICE, ladies and gentlemen, and people are very angry uh, with Donald Trump's announcement on Monday, which I suspect will be shut down by a judge in the Ninth Circuit any day now, checking my watch, about you know taking money off people who shouldn't even be in the country in the first place. I don't know, heinous, Nazi-like behaviour. So I just want to play you a couple of these protests that have been going on over the last couple of days. And then we're going to juxtapose that with what's happening over in Hong Kong and see where we can make a little improvement because you're allowed to learn from people overseas. It's all about sharing and, you know, in this age of multiculturalism, we can learn from each other and see what we can do better and whatnot. So let's have a look. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. All lanes of the West Side Highway were shut down once dozens of protesters dozens. sat in the middle of the roadway. Vehicles traveling in uh. both directions came to a standstill shortly after 1 p.m. when hundreds of demonstrators, some from a group called Close the Camps NYC, 
it's almost like a picnic, isn't it? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, these brave people from these anti-ICE groups are, you know, putting their lives on the line to stand up against the Nazi-like regime of the United States to free people who are entering the country illegally. Began protesting the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. Demonstrators say ICE rents some office space here at the corner of 20... Honk if you hate ICE was one of the signs. 6th Street and 12th <laughs> Avenue. We know that ICE is America's Gestapo. Oh. And uh, people have come and put their bodies on the line and stop traffic. <laughs> really? The Gestapo? The Gestapo? R- really? You don't say. Because um, I can recall when we watch all of those uh, black and white films from, you know, say the, the, the era of Hitler, ladies and gentlemen, or the rise of the Nazi party... I can remember a lot of people standing on the side of the road giving interviews to the world's press saying, well, you know, it's kind of really bad. I think we just need to get rid of the Gestapo because, you know, uh, they're really uh, like dehumanizing people and stuff. And like we're just out here like expressing our freedoms and whatnot with their, you know, Chanel handbags and Gucci sunglasses (laughs) and their keen fashion sense in all of their oppressed glory to uh, tell people it's not business as usual. You, we have to, and we're at ICE headquarters. Um, they need to know that they're gonna be stopped. Ah, so not only is it the Gestapo, but I remember back in the time of uh, Adolf Hitler, ladies and gentlemen, people would stand out the front of the Gestapo headquarters with signs like, fuck the Gestapo, we hate the Gestapo, abolish the Gestapo, close the camps. It's just, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same thing going on. <laughs> Dozens of people were chanting as police using loudspeakers urged them to stop blocking traffic and move to the sidewalk or be arrested. How about how about the heavy-handed tactics of the police, ladies and gentlemen? The policemen in their high visibility clothes on push bikes. How about the heavy-handed brutality of the police politely asking people to please not sit on a major highway? <laughs> Yes, protesters, if you could please just not sit in the middle of the road where trucks are bearing down on you at 50 miles an hour, please. Could you please move to the side of the road if possible? My God. My God. What Nazis are fascists. These fascists, ladies and gentlemen. How dare they? (laughs) Uh, This group, what are they called? Never Again. So this is a Jewish uh, activist group, apparently. They stormed the offices of Amazon to protest the company's ties with ICE. They're called Never Again in relation to, yes, of course, the Nazi death camps in World War II. I'm sorry. If you don't buy, if you can't buy um, a book, then you're going to have to leave. This isn't a library. This isn't a library. We have we have many historical selections available. Can I interest you in something from the forties? <laughs> silence and carpet in silence. Be gathered here to disrupt Amazon's business. 
usual. <laughs> We've gathered here to disrupt Amazon's business as usual. So 50 people go into one store. Can somebody remind me how much money does Amazon make? <laughs> how much money does Jeff Bezos has? Isn't he like a isn't he close to being a trillionaire at this point? I'm not sure. So we're going to go in. Hey, man, we're fighting the man. We're going to take down the system, bro. We're going to get 50 of us to go into one Amazon store and kind of disrupt business for a couple of hours. Yeah, we're taking down Amazon. Fuck the police. That Yeah. Never again. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. We're taking down. We're taking on the man. <laughs> Jeff is like, hmm. Really? People, 50 people storm one store. Okay, can you um, bump up the price on uh, this particular range of iPod car hold, uh, iPhone car holders by 0.001 cent for the next 15 minutes? That should cover it. That should cover the costs. Okay. Because Amazon enables the Yep, the camps, ladies and gentlemen, the camps, the ice facilities. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Uh, here's one more for you. Taking on immigration reform here, Chopper 5, giving us an exclusive view over... Here we have at least two dozen patriots out the front of some company that does something. A group of protesters outside of the headquarters for the Geo Group in Boca Raton. They chose this company because it does have some contracts with ICE. South County reporter Miranda Christian shares their message and reaction from the company. Okay. All right. With drums, mega... The drums of war are beating, ladies and gentlemen. We're taking on the man. We're taking down this corrupt fascist system with morbidly obese women beating drums like a malnourished person would with no energy and no rhythm on the side of the road with poorly made signs with 12 of my comrades. That's how we're going to do it. I figured it out. How will they ever recover from this? With drums, megaphones, and whistles, this group dude, of... Dude, 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 come on. What are they teaching you in activist school these days? Don't you know that if you yell into a megaphone... The megaphone is already making your voice loud. That's the point of the megaphone. You don't have to yell into a megaphone, right? It's kind of like blowing extra hard into a trumpet. It doesn't work that way. See, if you yell into a megaphone, your voice distorts and then nobody can understand what you're saying. You just speak into a megaphone, it amplifies your voice. When you yell into a megaphone, it's like... What? I think he said, what do we want? What do we want? Close ice! What? What did he say? <laughs> I can just imagine executives in the boardroom standing in front of the window having a cup of coffee. And this guy screaming at them, like just, just casually sipping on their coffee in their business suits with their briefcase on the table. 
watching this unhinged man scream into a microphone to the point of being inaudible. Did you make any of that out, Johnson? I think he said something about he's double parked at the restaurant. Did you hear that? No, I thought he was saying something about the disabled public toilet. Yeah, I can't make it out. Good job fighting the man, though. Way to get your message across. Protesters stood outside the GEO Group headquarters Monday afternoon. One of the most successful ways to stop it is to follow the money. Alessandra Mandolfi says she feels undocumented immigrants are not being treated fairly. We need to start by treating these refugees in a humanely, in a humane manner at the border. She's okay. <laughs> They're all refugees, all of them. I mean, we went we went through the clips on uh, Trusted Verify. James will remember if he's still in the chat. Do you remember the clip that we played of, uh, I think, again, it was NBC or M- I think it was actually MSNBC. They sent a reporter down there to do interviews with these people and say, you know, why are you trying to come to the United States? And they were like, we're not refugees. We're not terrorists. We just want a job. <laughs> like person after person after person. I'm not a terrorist. I just want a job. And it's like, well, unfortunately... Um, you know, even the rules of the UN state that at that point you are considered to be what they refer to as an economic migrant. And when you are an economic migrant, you're not afforded the same rights and same protections as you would be if that you would be if you were claiming asylum, you see. So at that point, uh, no, the US does not have an obligation to let you in. If you get to the border and say, I'm just looking for a job, uh, they have every right to turn you around and <laughs> march you back off into the desert. And it's got nothing to do with Nazism. That is that is literally the UN definition of what an economic migrant is. So. Says she's outside Geo Group because they contract with the feds, including the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. One of their transitional facilities is in Deerfield Beach. Geo Group. Oh, look at this. So they're protesting the Geo Group, and look, look, isn't this lovely? Look who's right next door to it, Morgan Stanley. (laughs) Morgan Stanley right next door. Morgan Stanley right next door, and not a single protester to be found. The Morgan Stanley guys must be sitting there rubbing money over their naked bodies in their boardroom, looking at the Geo Group guys going, ha, 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 I can't believe they're angry at you. <laughs> look at them. They're angry at the Geo guys. Sir, there's more protesters out the front. They look like communists. No, it's okay. They're here for the Geo Group. Let's go back to rubbing $100 bills on my testicles, please. Cancel my one o'clock. Geo Group is profiting off of the destruction of families. Others say they are spreading a never again message. They are taking children away from their parents. They are imprisoning people who have committed no crime. At one point, the group did go into the street and stop traffic, but Boca Raton police officers were there to make sure everyone was safe. Now that's going to that's going to segue perfectly into what I'm going to show you with what's happening in Hong Kong because ladies and gentlemen the police in this fascist state known as the United States of America this tyrannous fascist regime known as the United States of America the police were there to make sure the protesters were kept safe 
while they were casually wandering about on a busy street. Sorry, we'll just stop traffic for you so you can so you can cross without getting hurt. Okay, have a lovely day now. Bye bye. <laughs> yes, continue your protest. That's fine. That's fine. We're just making sure that nobody gets hurt. Okay. Wow, my, that's a lovely sign you made. That's a lovely sign you made. Hello, officer. Sir, sir, could you please keep your voice down? People are trying to work. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> so the, the tyrannous Nazi-like regime of the United States, keeping protesters safe whilst they display no, you know, no inherent quality at all to protect themselves as they wander about on busy highways. <laughs> Hong Kong, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, they've had a little taste of freedom. Let's see what's going on in Hong Kong. Let's see how the protests are going over there. Because I want to see the people who... It, it's It's funny. The protesters in Hong Kong are actually waving United Kingdom and American flags, believe it or not, as symbols of freedom from oppression, as symbols of freedom from a tyrannous, uh, oppressive, totalitarian regime. In the United States, the protesters are raising the Mexican flag on government buildings. The Mexican flag in Mexico, where... Corrupt politicians are bought off, are bought off by drug cartels, which traffic in weapons, drugs, and people. Where speaking up against these corrupt politicians in certain areas will have you driven out into the middle of the desert somewhere and disappeared, never to be seen again. And don't forget the racism of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, raising the Mexican flag on government buildings the very same Mexico that has it written into their constitution that the demographic makeup of Mexico must not fall below, I think it's like 90% of ethnic Mexicans. Like it is literally against the law in Mexico to allow too many people in from other countries. It's in their constitution. You know, 90% of Mexico must be ethnic Mexicans. If it gets above that, we can uh, hang the government. <laughs> So it's very interesting that people would want to raise the Mexican flag and in Hong Kong where they are coming up against, like I said, an imperialist, expansionist, militaristic, totalitarian, tyrannical, nanny state, big brother state you know, regime that they're waving the American flag and not the Mexican one. Isn't that funny? Chinese tanks have rolled into place along the Hong Kong border as the government threatens to show no mercy to pro-democracy protesters. Angry crowds have taken over the city's international airport. I was afraid angry crowds. Angry crowds. Australians caught among the travellers stranded as flights ground to a halt. Armoured vehicles and tanks heading towards the fight to a soundtrack of war. <laughs> Beijing ratcheting up its... <laughs> what do you think that the... What do you think the obese woman beating a drum out the front of the Geo headquarters, wherever the fuck they were, what do you think these people would do if tanks started rolling down the street to break up their little protest? What do you think the reaction would be? <laughs> In America, the police actually stop traffic for you. In Hong Kong and in China, they send tanks. 
Rhetoric as it labels the protest movement terrorism while on the ground undercover police. That's the other thing too. That's that's worth noting here. Um, the protests which are actually pro freedom. So they want Western. They want the Westernized um, idea of freedom and individual liberty. Isn't it funny that if you're pro freedom in a place which is run by a totalitarian communist regime, you will be regarded as a terrorist? That's, that might be something to keep an eye on in the future. If you ask for things like, say, free speech, uh, Second Amendment rights, for example, uh, the right to defend yourself, the right to free assembly, um, you know, advocating for a free market, these kinds of things, maybe one day in the future you might be labelled a terrorist too. Just putting that out there. Pounce on a bloodied protester. Ten straight weeks of violence with neither side showing signs of backing down. Now that's a protest. Now that's a protest, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Notice how nobody's screaming, squealing into a megaphone. Did you notice that? They know what they're doing. The Hong Kong folk know what they're doing. Change of tactics. Battered and bruised pro-democracy demonstrators have moved the battleground to one of the busiest travel hubs in the world. We fight for our final goal. That is our freedom. And the economic pain is being felt. The airport contributing 5% of Hong Kong's GDP with the shutdown estimated to cost tens of millions of dollars. Leave peacefully and as soon as possible. Amongst it all, thousands of... Leave peacefully and as soon as possible and we will not have to roll the tanks over your head. In breaking news, all flights in and out of Hong Kong have been cancelled as protesters occupy the airport. The demonstrations are broader tonight than they have been in recent days, with thousands of people angry at the... Yeah, Tao of Mookie, 10 weeks and we're just hearing about it now. Yeah, it's not the kind of... It's not making the kind of news that you would expect. It is out there. It is floating around out there. People do occasionally mention it. Um, but this is legitimately a population that was once under the rule of the United Kingdom with all of its, you know, uh, baked-in ideas about individual liberty and stuff, which is set to be permanently handed over to the Chinese communist state in 2047. People are waving United Kingdom and American flags saying that they want freedom and they don't want to become part of the Chinese state. The Chinese government is literally rolling tanks up to the border of this little, uh, this you know, pseudo-city country, whatever you want to call it. And we're just hearing it now. Well, there's angry protesters and they're blocking an airport and this is costing us money. <laughs> Tactics used by police on the streets. The airport authority says only those flights that have completed check-in will depart the international terminals tonight. And only those that have already departed for Hong Kong will be allowed to land. The airport protesters say they're angry over what they describe as police brutality. As the anti-government demonstrations have entered a tenth week, riot officers have been more forceful, storming railway stations with tear gas and clashing violently with the protesters. Correspondent Catherine Dis reports from Hong Kong. Don't diss the diss. Riot police fire tear gas on protesters in the underground metro. 
to my morbidly obese comrades in the United States protesting against ICE and the tyrannical uh, Nazi-like police tactics of the uh, American force where they will politely say, ladies and gentlemen, could you please move off uh, the centre lane of the highway? Um, You know, we are happy for you to continue your protest, but if you sit in the middle of a busy highway, you may get run over by an an oncoming truck. So if you could please just very quietly, very casually, just move yourselves to the side of the road. Fuck you, pig! Fuck you, fascist! The fascists are trying to get us to move off to the side of the road. We will not move! We will stay here for as long as it takes for the Nazi Donald Trump is removed from us. <laughs> not, even, not even a single tear gas canister. Not even a single baton brandished in anger. In Hong Kong, on the other hand, where they're protesting against a legitimate tyranny. <laughs> Correspondent Catherine Dis reports from Hong Kong. Riot police fired tear gas on protesters in the underground metro. Security forces are losing patience and increasingly responding with more force. Those inside are completely engulfed. Protesters douse the gas with fire extinguishers and water hoses and use lasers against the police. Inside the train station, there's chaos. For the second night running, protesters staged guerrilla-style tactics, splintering into small groups and dispersing through the city. But police are catching on, ambushing... Why would they refer to it as guerrilla-style tactics? I've never heard that um, used in regards to um, protesters, if you want to call them that, from other persuasions. Have you noticed that? Uh, Just a reminder, this comes from the Australian taxpayer-funded news uh, corporation known as the ABC Australian Broadcasting Corporation. The protesters are using guerrilla-style tactics, but the police are too smart. The police are going to crack down. They're losing patience. (laughs) Right? The guerrilla tactics of the protesters were nipped in the bud by the increasingly clever police who were too smart for their tactics. Cracking down on these protesters, these angry, violent protesters. Then with tear gas, most places they go. And authorities are accusing the protesters of attacking them with petrol bombs. Dozens are arrested. People are randomly grabbed and shoved into police vans. Several are badly hurt. This man's face pushed into the concrete as he's detained and taken away. We're now completely surrounded by riot police here. They have charged at protesters a number of times now. They've made several arrests. We don't know where those people have been taken. And the demonstrators have now moved on to their next location. Tends to be a thing in China when uh, the indiscriminate black vans pull up alongside you on the road and just pick you up and whisk you away. We don't know. Funnily, we don't know where the people have been taken. (laughs) Tends to be a thing in China. I don't know if you were aware of that or not. And it's angering local citizens, many flooding to the streets, yelling at police to stop using force. British flag on the shirt there. Look at that. China won't like that. 
China would not be very happy with the waving of the British flag and the American flag. They certainly won't be happy with things like this. And Christ <laughs> I love it for a couple of reasons. One, I love it. It's very, you know, it's defiant and all that stuff. And they say that they're waving the American flag because of, you know, liberty and freedom, um, not racism. You know, if only the American flag was on the back of a Nike sneaker, then it would become a a racist symbol, you know, akin to Nazism and slavery. But uh, putting that to one side, they're waving the American flags, they say, for, you know, to show that they are pro-freedom and pro-liberty. But the other reason that I love it is, as somebody who's, you know, done a bit of traveling in Asia, there's nothing more fun than going to like a late night bar where they have a band playing, a band of locals, and they're playing for tourists, playing for Westerners. So they'll be playing, you know, classic, you know, songs from the 70s and 80s, but doing so, trying to sing in English, but obviously their accent gets in the way a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's, <clears throat> you know, I remember once uh, we were drinking cocktails somewhere. I can't even remember what bar it was. And it was like, oh, no, 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 I will survive. Oh, as long as I go out of love, I know I'd be alive. I got all my love to give. I got all my love to give. I will survive. I will survive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, say, can you say, but I don't really lie. And the rock cast red glare, the bombs burning in there, gave proof for the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, the red stars when I Good for you. Good for you. So, salute to the protesters of Hong Kong, ladies and gentlemen. Salute in your efforts. The Wockets Wedgware and the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Well done. All right, one more story to send us off. Send us off on a high note, perhaps. Thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to The Daily Boogie. Um, back tomorrow night, we're going to do a bit of a bits of show, a bit of a bits of show tomorrow night, but I want to send you off on a high note. I want to send you off on a positive feel good story. Something that feels really good. Man left in hospital for two weeks with permanent erection. (laughs) A man has been in hospital in Germany for two weeks with a permanent erection. Danny Polaris, who lives in Kreuzberg, Berlin, took a Viagra before a night out recently. When he went home with a nurse he met, he allowed his friend to inject a stimulant into his penis. He told Pink News he felt fine until two days later when he was rushed to hospital screaming in pain. Danny was diagnosed with priapism, which, if not treated, can cause permanent damage to the penis. Two weeks later, though, he is still in hospital and has detailed his ordeal on Instagram, which is what you do. 
which is what you do these days. Uh, you have a horrific injury to your penis. You need to get that shit online immediately. <laughs> Think of the subs you will get. Think of the hits. You might even get to write a blog one day. Think of your career, man. Danny admitted he has often been crying with fear and pain and is worried for the long-term implications to his health. There is the young gentleman there with his permanent erection. Incidentally, he went home with a nurse that night. Uh, what's not reported in this article, though, is the fact that all of the trainee nurses refused to take leave in the two weeks that he was in hospital. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sally, you're going to have to take a day off. No, 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 that's fine. I'll work. I'll work fine. I'll, I'll work 24 hours. Can I, can I work in this ward, please? Okay, Sally's working, Rebecca. You're going to have to take the night off. No, 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 I'm staying. Like, why can't we all work? I'll tell you what, I'll work for free. If the, is the budget an issue? I'll just stay here for free. I'll just work here for nothing. That'll be fine. Two weeks with a permanent erection. Lucky he's in Germany. He's going to have plenty of job offers once he's done. Don't worry about him. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a subscriber to the show, uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to send me Instagram posts of your permanent erection, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Uh, don't forget, if you missed the start of the show, go back and check it out. The MSNBC clip. I want to know what you think. So get in touch with me at Boogie Bumper. Tell me if you think I'm barking up the wrong tree here or if it's something to keep in mind for the future. Don't forget to follow our friends at Real Person PLTCS for the best 15-minute data downloads on the interwebs and Chris Mack Chris, uh, at ChrisMC44 for 44 periscopes a day. Until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, at 11 p.m., stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow.